0: Or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services.
2: You're listening to Balls and Holes with Jessica Bowser and Brian Pascaro.
3: Hi, babe. Hey, baby. We're back. We are back. Another episode.
1: How you feeling?
3: Uh, since my accident? Yes. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I think all my bruises are gone. I don't know about Scotty's.
1: How about, um, mentally traumatically?
3: Um, well, you know, we were on the course, uh, we played that course again and you were driving and you were pointing out where we had our accident and you kind of drove up the same route that the accident happened and it scared me. (laughs) I think I'm a little more scared now. PTSD, PTSD, PSTD, I don't know. (laughs) I'm very scared in the (laughs) golf cart.
1: So today, um, I want to talk about something interesting. Um, I want to talk about people on the driving range who only hit their driver.
3: There's, we see this all the time, right? Like every time we go to the range, there's, you know, the regulars who are hitting all their clubs in the bag. We always hit all of our clubs. We always get a small bucket before every round at our club. And that allows for like what, two balls per club. And we, start with our lob and we go all the way through our driver and we get everything a shot, but you're right. We more and more have been seeing people on the range who are just like driver crazy.
1: I call them the driving range champions. <laughs> they are so concerned with just hitting huge bombs. They don't practice with any of the other clubs. They just love the attention of, you know, hitting these big shots as if anyone is looking at them. Yeah, we're looking at them because we're saying, dude, you're a douche, go practice your other clubs. What's happening here? Why well, It's just driver frenzy.
3: I wonder, I, I think, you know, it's got to do with men going out to the range and taking out their aggression, right? There's the ego side of it where they're like, I'm gonna go hit these bombs. And then there's probably a good side of it that's just letting out aggression.
1: It could be that, or they just know that, you know, you drive for show and you putt for dough, but they just care about the show part. They, there's 14 clubs in your bag, you know, practice them all. You're going to need them on the course. It's not just all about driving.
3: I mean, when I'm at the range, I'm never out there trying to be the best at Anything trying to show off like I've never had that thought cross my mind as a female on the range, right? Like I'm out there trying to try new things, see if my mechanics are in the right place. You know, how's my body feeling? Am I getting my distance? Like I'm never out there trying to show off.
1: And neither am I. I'm literally.
3: I don't know.
1: I'm literally (laughs) practicing each shot. I don't just hit balls. I actually envision the shot, the distance that I want to go. And imagine I was playing on the course and how I would hit the shot. See how I'm feeling that day. And I literally, like you said, go lob wedge all the way through driver. And I go through each club. And I hit about one or two balls for each club. If I want to, you know, practice on one particular club, I hit maybe four or five.
3: I love hearing that you imagine each shot you know, I definitely don't do that. In fact, my coach gives me a hard time because when I'm out hitting, like, I'm just like a robot. I'm like, hit, 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 hit. And I've I've taken more time to, you know, like stop and and try and visualize and, and have a goal in mind. But I also get out there and I just like to hit and work on my distances. So I don't ever visualize like what shot I'm at or where I might be on the course.
1: I totally know every single one of my (laughs) my clubs distances. So I will point to something on the range and I will try to hit that as if I was trying to go for a green. I know like my nine iron goes about 150 carries about 143 and it rolls out to 150. So I'm doing that and I'm doing that with all of my clubs, but these long drive guys on the range, it's just, it's just show and uh we ended up getting paired up with a guy similar to that
3: oh yeah we did that was a weird day
1: it was a weird day this guy was all about his driver and we played a couple holes with him and just his other games sucked he had no iron game no you know 200 yard shot no 150 shot and his putting was crap like all he knew was driving
3: yeah and what we didn't like at first we thought maybe it was just like getting started You know, we all started off on the first hole. Everybody, you know, that can be a crapshoot. Nobody knows how it's going to go, especially like we don't know if he had warmed up or not. Like, you know, and and a couple holes in, it became very clear that like this guy was all about his drives. And then everything else that happened after that was really not good. I'm more
1: impressed with a guy who doesn't hit as far or a girl and hits it down the middle, is a thinker on the golf course, is doing strategic shots, maybe shaping a shot, but playing the course, like course management, not just hitting bombs as
3: hard as you can and hoping for the best. Right. Well, so many times when people go out and hit it as hard as they can, like it ends up all over the place, right? Like it's, it's not impressive to me to see a really far drive if it doesn't stay in balance. Right.
1: Yeah. No. So you're 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 impressed. You're more impressed with the uh, straight shooter, the regular guy, rather than the the crazy big driver guy. Hundred
3: percent. I mean, and I think that the size matter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) I'm not even gonna go there. (laughs) You know, keeping it straight matters, right? (laughs) Oh God, that's even worse. Um, it's. I, I think it has to do with like what your end goal is out there, though, too. Like if you're out there just to show off and just to let off aggression, or you know, show just show off. Like that's one thing. But I've learned just in, even in the time of all of these games that we've played, that you know you can go out there and you can try really hard, but you can then slow it down, right? And it becomes a completely different goal. You're out there trying to put it where you want it to go. You know, a lot of times, as much as I like to hit a long shot or I like to see as much distance as I can out of each one of my clubs, like sometimes I make a decision to bring it in short because I know that I'm going to end up where I need to end up. And I would rather be short on something. You know, if I'm not going to get a green in regulation, that's fine. If I'm, you know, 10 feet from the green, but I'm straight into it, like that gives me a better perspective and a better opportunity to come in and you know pitch it up on the on the green and and do it better.
1: So that is the true golfer right there. It's that you're you're setting up each shot, and ladies that- and
3: gentlemen. You've heard it here. <laughs> Brian has called me a true golfer, <laughs>
1: but I've 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 seen you hit irons off the tee where you know, or a three wood or a a driving iron instead of a driver. I do that all the time because we really know our course very specific. And I use my driving hybrid, my uh, tailor-made stealth more than a lot of clubs on our, on our course. And it really caters to that. But people that we play with, they don't know the course. They're going drivers all the time.
3: Well, it's, it's interesting because when we're with people, we both suffer from this, right? Like we go with what we think it's going to take and not sometimes what we should be doing. Like you've mentioned this a lot, right? Like when you're out by yourself or when it's just you and I, you'll try different clubs. And I've heard you say a lot, like this is the club you're supposed to use for this shot. But sometimes you make a decision to, to use a different club.
1: Right. Right. And it's usually in between my three wood, my four iron or my five iron or my driving hybrid.
3: So why do you think that when we're with a group of people, you fall back to is it because you fall back to what it is you know
1: i don't want to get (laughs) (laughs) outdriven, but i i want to hit a good shot would they it's total ego would they appreciate my very strategic shot because i played this course a hundred times or and they're gonna say oh i outdrove you i'm like yeah well let's see the final score dickhead (laughs) so (laughs) that that reminds me the guy that we were talking about with the driving guy remember we had the bet with him
3: yes so Well, let's 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 back up a minute because this guy we got to give a personality on this guy. Right. Like what was your what was your thought on like
1: he's the epitome of the driving range champion. (laughs) He just practices damn driver. And I was getting so like it's his game. He paid the money to play the course. He can do it anyway. But he was kind of cocky about it. he was
3: super cocky.
1: Right. So on on one of the holes, I I challenged him. I said, I'll bet you that my wife can beat you on this hole. It was a par four, but it was a handicap five for women. Right.
3: Yeah. So the the course that we were playing at, it's really weird. (sighs) And I don't know how I feel about this. And we didn't recognize this until we'd played this course a couple of times. Right. But I'm always with the boys. And even if I play from the forward tees, but the first couple of times that we even played this course, I played with you guys on the blues. Like I was at the men's tee. And so when we were at the end of the day, looking at the scorecard, all of a sudden we looked at the bottom of it and it had like, and we saw it when we'd pull up to the tee and it'd say like par four slash five. And we didn't really make sense of it. So the women's, par on this course is different from the men's and our question was whether or not that mattered what tee you're at right like is it only if you're playing the forward tees which are technically the women's tees that you can participate in the women's par now once we did all the math it pretty much shook out the same right because we had been keeping score the first couple times we played where I was playing your guys's par so we go to this we go to this tee it's a par four women's par five You make this bet with this guy. You even tell him, like, I'll move back, right? right? So, I bet
1: him five bucks. Yep. I said, Jess will play from the blues. Yep. You play from wherever the hell you want with your stupid long drive bombs. (laughs) And I'll bet you five bucks. We played. You knew the course well.
3: Well, I knew the course enough that, like, it's a long course, right? So, (laughs) I should have gone up and even, especially since I moved back, that should have been a driver for me, but I'm not always as confident on where my driver's going to end up. It's, I've gotten a lot better with it. Like I feel way more confident with it, but I, you know, we had money on the line and you know, you guys were kind of going head to head. He was really cocky. He was also kind of like flirting with me and like the whole thing was just weird and uncomfortable.
1: I just wanted you to, to beat his
3: ass. So I grabbed my three wood. Right. Which was not the club that most people would have chosen in that situation. But I wanted to make sure it went straight. And that's all I cared about. I didn't care how far it was. Now, granted, my three-way will go about as far as, if not farther sometimes, than my driver. So... I put it out straight in the middle and you know I remember him he even made a comment about like are you sure you want to use that club yeah which can. like fueled my fire even more I yeah. was like yeah dude
1: so like, what did he do he he pulls out his fucking driver the yep. only fucking club he knows yeah sorry I'm getting emotional here <laughs> and hits a crap shot and it goes and it was it pulled right well it didn't even pull right yeah let's call it a a, a slice. It was a full on slice. And so he has into to into the trees. Yeah. He has to take a drop. You he's hitting three while you're hitting two. You play out the course. You did a, a nice layup um for like eighty yards out. He goes for it. He goes into the gully, another drop. Yep. And um so now he's hitting five. Right. And you get it up on the green, you par it mm-hmm. and make a great putt. And he so what he's at five yes yeah, so that was a par four yeah he triple bogeyed it
3: yep he triple bogeyed the hole yeah
1: i got five bucks
3: yep i never saw that five bucks no it was
1: it was for me was, <laughs> I, i'm gonna put it up on the wall it just i just wanted to just show the example is like dude you have other clubs golf is 14 clubs it's not just your driver and i think you-, you
3: wanted to show a million things in that moment you wanted to show that like you were right that your girl was awesome that he was a douche bag and that he just got beat by a girl it
1: probably yeah it's okay to hit bombs we all love that feeling i mean that's why we're out there i mean it's fun to flush a three iron too you know it's just that feeling um i all i'm saying is that when you're in the driving range no one really cares that you're hitting these bomb drives all the time practice your other 14, your other 13 other clubs including your putter go putt you know use your chip shots you know
3: I mean, you use, if you're going to, even if you use your driver for every hole, like you're only going to use that 18 times, which you're not because there's par threes, right? So you're probably going to only use your driver like what? 14, 15 times Not even max? that.
1: Sometimes not even that. There's these short par fours. You might out So it.
3: how do you, like, how is this a thing? How are there people out there that like, this is their baby, this is their shot and when you look at the the ratio of how much you use your driver, not even to mention how many people and what they spend on their drivers and how this is like the most bought club, which we've discussed before. It makes no sense to me. Right. But there's just no other attention to these other clubs being, being played or paid. The way I see it is when you, everyone
1: gets to see you off the tee. All the other players you're hitting with the, off the tee. So it's super impressive to hit your drive big off the tee. Because once you're on the fairway and you're playing with four players, you don't see everyone else's shot, like the three-wood and stuff like that or a seven-iron or something like that. So it's their opportunity to shine. All eyes are on them. So why not make it the big-ass hit instead of thinking through the, the that hole and maybe hitting
3: something else? I had to play with some more women at some point. yeah. Only because I'm so curious – like what that looks like, you know, because I know it's gotta be different. Like I, I, it can't, nobody cares as a woman going up If you know, if I never care if you guys see my shot, you know, like, it's just, I never have that thought.
1: But you do like hitting bombs, right? I do love hitting bombs. We're gonna take a break. But before we go on a break, I want to talk about some bombs. Our friends from Bombs Only have a golf apparel line. Yeah, they do. And that's Alex and Ryan and they have this cool line called Bombs Only, and they have t-shirts and polos
3: and uh, wristbands and hats, and they laced us up. I love this stuff, right? The the hat is incredible. It's coming out soon. We got the prototype. The t-shirt, beautiful, really nice material. The thing I love most about Bombs Only apparel is that you can wear it on or off the course. I mean, you just look laced up anywhere you go. Right, and
1: their whole philosophy is to bring fun back to golf, you know? Golf is cool. Golf is cool again and bombs only and I love their logo. They have a bomb uh in the letter O and they have a driver and it's in script. It's really it's,
3: a, it's really something. We ran into the guys last night and we saw them and they had their shirts on and they're beautiful. They yeah. stand out. Yeah. They definitely are noticeable.
1: I'm gonna get a kid's extra small just so I look buffer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can find Bombs Only Golf Apparel online. You can get your order in on their website. Their website is bombsonlygolfapparel.com. You can also find them on Instagram at Bombs Only Golf Apparel.
1: Right. They go by B O G A, BOGA.
3: BOGA. Go get your stuff. Bombs Only. Hit some bombs. Hi. Hi.
1: I want to talk about limited edition golf stuff. Okay. Um, special editions, limited quantity stuff, these drops.
3: We've been seeing a lot of this lately, and it's so intriguing to me. Golf is cool, again. Right. Or it's
1: becoming even more cool. And there's all these collaborations and these limited edition things um, coming out in the golf equipment, golf apparel and it's insane the demand for it
3: well it's interesting to me how they create the demand like you know what what are some of the latest drops
1: so we have the new scotty cameron jet setter putters there's four of them there's the newport the newport 2 and the newport plus and the newport 2 plus okay these are in extreme limited supply okay and there's only limited one per customer and it's coming out on the nineteenth and there's already pre-orders. I bought two already. Yep. So the idea here is what do I do with these? Am I gonna game them? No. I'm gonna flip these things. <laughs> okay. Right now I bought it for six forty-nine ninety nine retail, which comes out to seven hundred and eleven dollars with tax. Okay. Already the pre-orders on eBay are anywhere from 1300
3: to $2,000. And how many did they produce?
1: <clears throat> 10 per store. I think it was a total of only like 500 total putters that came out. So I got my hands on, on two of them. Uh, one for you, one yep. for me. This is a, a new... It's not that new, but it's starting to become more and more popular. We have the Jordan 12 uh, golf shoe coming out in the blue right. and white, which is... Again, limited one per customer, and those already are sold completely out.
3: I mean, we've seen this for a really long time in the sneaker world. So, like, this is not new to us as far as different fashion and things that we follow. But I am starting to see it a lot more in the golf industry. So, my first question is this right? Like, if there's only 500 Scotties that are coming out, a lot of people want to have it it's limited edition they have to get their hands on it they've placed their orders a lot of people are going to flip them like you said they're already seeing, you know pre-order offers on ebay but is it better to flip it when you get it or is it better to hang on to it is it going to be worth more down the road i've done my research on this okay
1: Uh, let's just talk about Scotty Cameron's again. They came out with a triple black putter called, I think the Scotty nine, they came out one called the champion's choice. Those right now were the same exact thing. It was uh, a limited edition. You can only get a couple. They're not going up in value as of now. It's almost the same, or even coming down a little bit because maybe the appeal went away.
3: So they really only hit their height after they've sold out, everybody's gotten them and you've had the opportunity to possibly flip it. That's that's the height of, of its worth? I, I,
1: I'm not sure. I mean, maybe if you keep something for a very long time and it was super rare, maybe, but I haven't seen that yet. Maybe the excitement is so high that you get to buy one and then show someone immediately say, look what I got and it's like, ooh, check that out, you know? <laughs> I don't know, but I think that the hype is so, so big right in the beginning, we gotta take advantage of that. Sure, Maybe it does get higher in collector value. I haven't seen it. But Scotty Cameron Circle T's. those are extremely rare. Those are tour-only putters. Those come out like on scottycameron.com, and you have to be a member, and they're like six grand. Those will go up. Those are very special. But these ones that are limited to the public are pretty good. I think we can make a good profit out of it. But it's interesting. You know, uh, Swag, Swag Putters, Mm -hmm. their whole thing, I mean, the guy, the owner of it, wrote an uh, article saying that he knows about the limited quantity, the demand being high, and he tries to promote that with every single one of his putters to increase the value.
3: Well, it's a brilliant marketing strategy. I mean, I've said this for a long time. If you put something out there and you create a demand for it, and then you limit who can get it, people want it. I mean, it's such a psychological mindfuck.
1: Right. Bet has The Hive. Right. Um, they're a putter company, and um, they're trying to have limited uh, uh, releases. You know, I, I have my thoughts on Bet Nardi. Don't Bet-Nardi. get me
3: started on Bet Um,
1: Swag. Um, Malbin Golf are doing a lot of collaborations with big names like Nike and um, and New Balance Shoes. And so that's a real fashion-forward golf company that are, collabing with big companies.
3: I love the collabs, right? Those are always really cool. There's always really neat product that comes out of those. But then there's some that are like Kith, right? Like where they they partner and it's just something that already exists. Oh my gosh. And then they just slap their logo on it. It, That that hits a little different.
1: Kith is K-I-T-H. It is an apparel company. It's a a very high-end luxury brand. It's kind of like Supreme. And they partnered up with TaylorMade which had the tailor made stealth and some of TaylorMade made regular putters like the Del Monte and stuff like that and their P seven nineties, I believe it's what it is. And all it has is the word Kith on it. And it has it on, you know, on on either the uh it's a different it's a gold a gold color putter. Okay. And it says Kith and the driver says Kith on the on the on the head of it and then the irons say it on the shaft. Like that sold out and that was like almost ninety to a hundred dollars more than retail and all it has is a different name on it it's the same product
3: same product little bit little bit of a oomph because it's got the logo on it and, and people are eating it up people go nuts for it i mean then there's the master's edition stuff too every year right like that's a big thing
1: right every year that the masters comes out someone does a masters putter or masters golf shoe or a masters something and those are collectors. Right. You know, Scotty does that. Um, a lot of companies do that. You know, it's just, it's kind of, I'm, I'm not mad about it. I'm actually happy because it's creating this like esteem in golf. Like it's like a rare baseball card or a rare Ferrari or something.
3: Well, it just goes to show you that you can create that sort of you know interest and and desire anywhere i mean look at taco bell they did the same thing right like nobody really gave a shit about the mexican pizza i mean let's n- not get it twisted everybody loves it but what did they do they took it off their menu and then they brought it back and it was like a limited time only that you could get the Mexican pizza. So then every, you know, they did all the advertising around, it, everybody got excited about it. And then what, I mean, it worked on us. So like we went to go get our Mexican pizza and what happened? We go through the drive-thru and it's like, it's sold out and they're not going to bring it back again until September. It's brilliant. Like anytime you create that sort of psychological need for a consumer that you, you didn't know you wanted it until you couldn't get it. It's awesome it's brilliant and let's just talk about the Mexican pizza for two (laughs) seconds it is the same meat as every taco
1: in there it just has a tostada top on it and there's nothing different it's the same damn meat dude it
3: hits different Mexican pizza I'm pissed I want one
1: you know Jess (laughs) we can think of a limited edition balls and holes
3: there we go. We need a limited edition drop for balls and holes. What could I mean, what could we do? Possibilities are endless. You know, here's what I don't understand about drops here. I specifically we were reading an article the other day uh, about the vending machines in japan right with the women's underwear and i remember i read this and i looked at you and i was like why is this a thing right and you were trying to explain to me like the male perspective on this and i just i couldn't understand like why men would go to a vending machine in order to get dirty underwear right (laughs) like they're all over japan they're definitely not all over the states that's not a thing here i don't know man like I'm thinking, Jess. What?
1: Have you done laundry? I mean. Have you done laundry since you broke 80?
3: <laughs> no, we've been busy. Okay.
1: <laughs> the, the panties that you wore when you broke 80, we're, we're doing it right now oh, on the podcast. God. Special edition. You can get Jessica's panties that she used to break 80.
3: I got to go dig them out of the laundry. $78,000. $78,000. The uh, Balls and Holes limited edition panty There's drop. only one. There's only one. There's only one. That's ridiculous. I mean, I don't even... What do we... Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. You we're, heard it
3: here first. We're going to
1: take a break. When we come back, we're going to be back with some mulligans.
0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: What's up? I'm John Wall.
2: And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari.
0: We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beat yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It hey, not That's be my, my day, day, bro? Bro. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Hi. Hi. Uh, I have a mulligan slash update on some of my gear.
3: Hit me with it.
1: Okay. Uh, first and foremost, I got another Odyssey Toulon putter.
3: Wait a minute. I got to stop you right here. We'll get to this in a minute. We have not talked about something that happened to you this week. Oh, This is a really big deal. (laughs) Brian broke par, right? Right. Brian comes home. He shot one under par. Tell me everything about it. You were so excited. I took you out to dinner for God's sakes.
1: Yes, I paid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did. For the first time in my life, I broke par. It was par 71. I shot a 70. It was one under par. Um, it was a very hot hundred degree day. Um, it was at Sand Canyon and I did it. And I think I did it because of the new clubs that I got. Okay. Okay. That was part of my mulligan. I was going to talk about my new putter. Thank you for the congratulations. Um, I'm excited, but now I'm nervous because I have to live up to that standard.
3: Do you feel like you have to live up to it? Because I feel like when I broke 80, like I could care less if I ever do that again.
1: I don't know if I had an out of body experience, but. I think that the equipment, so what happened is I got a new Odyssey Toulon uh, Le Mans putter. I had the uh, Daytona Beach. I liked it. I cut it down to 34.5, and then I was like, eh. I went back to a 35 Le Mans. I spent, I don't know, about three hours at Roger Dunn hitting 100 putts back and forth to see which one would do better, and literally whichever one was doing better that I made more uh, versus the Daytona Beach and Le Mans. I picked and I picked the Le Mans. That was good because I had 11 greens in regulation when I broke par and I had 25 putts, which That's is amazing. really good. And I, and I, I kudos to Toulon. It, I think it was the putter. My irons, I got something super cool. I got a set of 14s. It's a brand. It's a Japanese brand called 14 and it's F-O-U-R-T-E-E-N. So it's not the number. It's the, the name 14. And, um, they're Japanese forged irons. I got the TC550s, and it had a graphite design Tour AD iron shafts on it. I haven't seen those. I'll, I've never played those graphite design irons. Uh, this was like a random find. I was at Roger Dunn. A customer was trading him in, and as soon I was at the cash register. I went to Vinny. I said, do not put those on the floor. I'm buying those. I bought them immediately, on-site, unplayable. I didn't even hit him once. I took them out. They were awesome.
3: They were incredible. I mean, you broke part.
1: I broke part. And so they're still in the bag. I'm sorry, PXD. My PXDs are out of the bag right now. So I'm hitting the 14s TC 550s and the new Le Mans Odyssey Toulon putter.
3: Amazing. Uh, just a quick update on how many putters do you now have? I don't know. Right. Every time you aren't golfing. You are at Roger Dunn and I guess I need to start videoing when you walk in the door because the day that you came home with the 14s I believe you had like the 14s you had putters you had you had all kinds of shit like it just I, I think you're in the 40s I'm not sure <laughs> okay. I'm not sure okay. I'm trying
1: to I'm trying to return stuff I think the Le Mans is in
3: you think the Le Mans is in that's yeah. it
1: yeah Le Mans in the
3: mess I love that it's called the Le Mans I know it's all race car stuff yeah yeah it's amazing um do you have a mulligan? I do have a mulligan. Let's hear it. I mean, since we've been talking, I've been putting some thought into this balls and holes limited edition panty drop. <laughs> oh, really? I think we're onto something here. But in thinking through it, like who really wants, you know, the underwear that I broke 80 in? Who, who cares about that? You know what I do think would work? What? And I think that this could be outfitted at every country club in the US, not just Japan. What about golf? Cart girl panty vending machine. Whoa, whoa! Like you guys love the golf cart girls. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. You think you guys all think that they adore you, right? Like you're always out there trying to impress them. You're flirting with them. Everybody, everybody's got a thing for golf cart girls. What if we had a vending machine of their panties?
1: I think it's a billion dollar idea. (laughs) I don't think it would work.
3: Quitting the podcast. I'm forging ahead. (laughs) This is incredible, guys.
1: Okay, babe, where can they find us?
3: They can find us at Balls and Holes Golf on any social media platform.
1: Is it Balls, the letter N, golf? It is
3: Balls <laughs> in Holes. Right, golf. Balls in Holes. Christ, oh. we don't even know where we can be found. Balls, the letter N, holes, golf. That's where they can find us. As always, I love you. you? Thanks for golfing with me.
1: Halls and Holes is produced and distributed by the 8-Side Network.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batisse. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling
1: for years, have a plan and know the game.